0: Welcome to journey to a million episode 16 we made it another episode here another week of off-season previews and those continue with the Denver Broncos this first half and then the second half we have Carolina Panthers but first here Denver Broncos we have on our guests we have Alex from ISO football he's our Broncos expert today so Alex how you doing
1: I'm good thank you for having me
0: yeah this is gonna be a lot of fun and it's the whole journey to a million squad here Myself, Jared Velusky, and Zach Roush. So everyone's here. We got a four-man crew, and we'll be talking about the Denver Broncos. And with that, let's get started. So let's talk first a little bit about last year, the twenty twenty-one to twenty twenty-two season here. And Alex, I'll start with you. How would you grade how that season went for the Denver Broncos?
1: Um, I'd say probably a B minus. I mean, they what like seven and ten, I think. They're pretty high expectations or well, some high expectations heading in. Um, they had a pretty solid roster besides obviously quarterback, but injuries hit them hard and kind of just sputtered out from there with inconsistent quarterback play and just playing with the, a tough division as well. So probably a B minus below average type of thing.
0: I think that's yeah, that's a fair way to look at it. I know there's yeah. some high expectations in there as well. Um, just want to talk about Drew Locke quickly. You know, um, there's that clip. I, I'll never forget with Drew Locke. A he is the first, you know, it's same first, same as me. No, it's him dancing and then it's him rapping to put on. I think that's uh, like one of my favorite <laughs> clips of all of NFL, you know, football. And it, it is just it is awesome. So I, I you know we see we see him go now. He's gone, but uh I just I just thought that was a great clip to share from him, you know, and I know it was a few years ago, but from him being there last year, but yeah, you know, this Denver team, they knew, you know, they're just a few pieces away, at least it seems right. So they went out there and they got some guys, right. Russell Wilson trade for him. That was the big story. A, a move that was not, or that move was the big move, but a move, you know, how many people I thought talked about Randy Gregory signed that five-year deal for 70 million. I think it's a big signing there for the Broncos. And then the other one that I really like, you know, Zach and I being Packer fans, Nathaniel Hackett, Hiring him was, you know, was I think that was a fundamental move. That was a big move, you know, getting him out as your head coach. And yeah, Alex, I'll start with you. Or I'm going to go to you again here. Um, rank these moves from one to three. One being the best. Three, you know, rank them from wh- which move you like the most.
1: Um, I would say obviously the Wilson one would be one for me. Um, I think obviously he's a really good quarterback. And that solves a need that they've had ever since Manning retired. Um, and then, probably the Hackett hire at second. I I like it. He's a seems like a really good guy and a good um, sort of leader to have for the team. And I think he'll call plays as well, which is a pretty solid upgrade from Pat Shermer, who's not not great, not that. <laughs> Um, and then I would say that Gregory went probably at three, I wasn't a huge fan of that deal. Um, given he's never played a full season and obviously that's a lot of money you're giving him, but if it pays off, that'll definitely be worth it.
0: And yeah, you know, Zach Jared, you guys, you guys like those moves as well. I mean, getting Russell Wilson, right. I mean, that was a move we talked, we talked about that's gonna be big for the Broncos and of course with Hackett as well. What'd you guys all think? Yeah, that's yeah, that's the, Hackett,
2: the big one. Up. You can go,
3: Zach. The Hackett thing is similar to uh, the Dolphins with uh, who's the guy that got Mike for, McDaniel's. Yeah, Mike McDaniel. Uh, they didn't call plays. Lafleur and um, Shanahan did, but obviously, they learned. They knew the game plan. Like they knew everything that was going into calling the plays. They didn't actually call the plays. So while it's not as great as if it if they did call the plays, they still have that knowledge. So I think – I do like the hire. Um, we'll have to see how it goes. But obviously Russell Wilson trade uh, makes them Super Bowl contenders probably. I mean, it's tough division, but if they're able to make the playoffs, they have a good chance to see anyone else. And the Randy, Randy Gregory, um, it, kinda, it gives them another edge aside from uh, Bradley Chubb. So I do like that move. It kind of um, – replaces von miller who's been there for a while before they trade in this season but uh like alex said it's he hasn't played a full season so it'll be interesting to see if he can do that with the broncos
2: yeah like you said zach i mean the russell wilson trade is obviously the biggest one um they have a young running back obviously with uh javante williams so they got a future going with him. um they can build around um wilson like i'm sure they're gonna do and like you said, Super Bowl favorites, or not favorites, but contenders. But um, with the Nathaniel Hackett hire, Alex, I want to ask you a question. Was there a thought in your mind, since obviously they got Hackett from the from the Packers, that they would bring in Rodgers?
1: Oh, yeah. I was really pulling for that. Um, and was, I thought it would definitely be possible, but obviously it didn't happen. Um, but, yeah, I definitely thought that it was a possibility
0: that would have been crazy, you know, um, yeah. but yeah, hack I mean, Zach mentioned Mike McDaniels as well. I mean, both those guys great football minds and they're, I think they're going to both do great in their head coaching spots. I, I like both of those hires and I'm just interested to see how that's going to work out too. And there's some, there's some guys now with these moves happening for like, you know, we do a lot of fantasy football here and I'm wondering, you know, their dynasty values. I, I have some questions here, you know, Alex, and we'll, we'll all talk about it. Right. But, um, I know Zach, I'll leave Zach for the running back, but, you know, Jerry Jerry Judy, I guess, some and Cortland Sutton as well, both those receivers. I guess now with bringing Wilson in, their dynasty value has got to be, you know, increased for sure, right, Alex?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say especially Judy because he's got age on his side opposed to Sutton who's um, a little bit older and has had injuries too. But yeah, definitely both of them. I would say a big boost in dynasty rankings, because um, obviously that's a huge upgrade over Locke. So yeah, for sure, looking good for them going forward.
3: Zach? Do you think it gives the biggest edge or the biggest? Who gets the biggest benefit from the Wilson trade? Is it Judy or is it like a Tim Patrick or a Son Portland Sun?
1: Um, I would say. Probably Judy because I I think he has um, probably the highest ceiling talent wise out of all of those guys and he's kind of struggled in his first two years from being a first round pick so I would um, side on Judy for that one.
0: Yeah, that I mean that's a fair way to look at it. I guess I'll ask it. Javante Williams, you know, I was a guy who had a big you know even a big year last year with explain I was playing carries with Melvin Gordon. What can we see from him next year? I mean, that's that's a guy I'm certainly looking at, even in single-season leagues, as a potential, you know, nice running back, RB2 maybe. But, but what do you think about Javante Williams?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I had him on my team this year, and he did pretty, uh, pretty well for me. And they haven't brought back Gordon, who's a free agent. So as of now, Williams is the the go-to guy right now. So... Um, yeah, he had a pretty good season, and I'm sure he'll build off of that with more carries next year.
3: I saw Melvin's uh, Melvin Gordon said he didn't want to play second fiddle to Williams, so I don't see Melvin Gordon coming back. And yeah, I had Williams I have him in Dynasty, and then I had him in the podcast league we ran last year. and obviously I won I won that league, so obviously I was happy with that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I think this year, um it's gonna be great cause they're gonna be scoring a lot more. Who we'll probably get more receptions? Obviously, more carries with uh, Melvin Gordon gone. So he's going to get that full workload, kind of like we saw against the Chiefs last year when Gordon missed that
2: game. Yeah, yep. Zach with a little flex there, showing he won the league.
0: Of course, when say, we do you know, things next year. You
3: know, Williams had that. Uh,
0: he won't repeat that value. As I said, a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while, that's what Zach did in fantasy. He's not winning <laughs> again. Come on, but. Uh, let's talk, you know, about some of the needs now, right? I mean, they may all these great moves, but I, I, still think there might be some holes. I, I know I, the running back thing right now too. I think Javante Williams is your lead guys. Great. But you know, is, is there really that depth there, Alex, right now? Do they need to go out and maybe get a guy, maybe, you know, build internally draft someone? What do you think?
1: Uh, are you talking about for running back? I'm talking about just, running back. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think they probably should get another guy behind Williams, um, they have, I think Mike Boone is the second uh in line right there, and he's I mean, he's a decent back, but obviously like we had like the one two punch with Gordon and Williams, which is really beneficial, um especially with how often running backs get injured. So if they could grab a guy in like day three of the draft um that hasn't really had a lot of carries, so he has a lot of tread left on his tires um to kind of complement Williams I think that'd be a good idea for them.
0: Yeah, uh cornerback also I know we have, you know, Patrick Sertain, right? I mean, you have a solid guy there but um are there any worries otherwise, you know, with the depth with the cornerback?
1: Yeah, I definitely say there are. Um I think it was I don't think it was this year, it was the year before um there were a bunch of in- injuries in the secondary and that kind of prompted them to get Sertain. Um but they have Ronald Darby, who's a pretty solid player. Um, but otherwise, uh, slot is still a big need. And they signed Kwan Williams, but I mean he's kind of a aging veteran. So I think it would, looking at the draft as well would be, or especially with their earlier picks, uh, cornerback would definitely be up there.
3: Is Bryce Callahan still a free agent? I mean, maybe they bring him back. So that could be a possibility.
1: Yeah, I think they could. They haven't yet, but. I wouldn't be opposed to that if they did.
0: So I have to mention this because Zach wrote this down. Zach has Bobby Wagner down as maybe an additional move. Would you be a fan of that opposed to that?
1: I, I'd i love that. I don't know if it'll happen because it sounds like uh, the Ravens are kind of leading that race right now, but if it happened, I would love that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, you certainly want a guy like Bobby Wagner as your middle linebacker. Right. And yeah, we'll, we'll see, you know, it seems reports are leaning towards the Ravens right now, but looking at the draft, no first round picks here. Yeah. For the you know Broncos when you go out and get guys, that's, that's how it is sometimes, but they do have that second from the Rams and then they have the two thirds and two fourths. And I guess who, you know, are there any prospects that any of you guys have looked at that you think, you know, would be perfect as a Denver Bronco?
2: Really, no one in specific, I don't think. I would just say get some depth, like you guys mentioned earlier. I mean, they have a solid team, just maybe fill some holes that they have um, just to improve slightly. They've gotten a lot better, obviously, over the offseason. So draft a few depth people, whether it be an all like alignment or even I don't know, anyone, just get some depth.
3: Yeah, once you start getting past the first round, it's kind of hard to, um, I guess, like mock draft type thing just because there's so much movement and players can move up a round or two or, or fall back around or two. But I could see them going after maybe a D-tackle to kind of replace Shelby Harris, who they sent to Seattle in that um, Russell Wilson trade. So I could see that being a possibility. Otherwise, if they don't sign on a corner, uh, maybe get some another piece there that would help them.
1: Alex? Yeah, absolutely. I think depth is uh... – definitely one of the priorities like uh um sorry uh corner would definitely be one and then uh d-line for sure and then i would think right tackle has kind of been an issue over the last few years i'd like them to hopefully kind of address that if they could and middle linebacker would be one more as well
0: yeah you know there's certain needs there for the broncos but overall team's looking solid like we said but how about that division, the AFC West? We'll talk about the Broncos schedule here and how this is going to go, Alex. I'm going to read the 17 opponents for the Denver Broncos in 2022 to 2023 season. And then you're going to tell me the first record that comes to your mind. We're going to write it down and we'll come back to you to see how you do when the season comes to a close. Before you start, um, Colts,
2: oh, for sure, Colts are going to win that game. Don't <laughs> even say they're going to right All right. All
3: right.
2: Sounds good.
0: So. With that, let's get started here. Um, okay, here, it is. here are, the, are your opponents. Hosting Kansas City, hosting the LA Chargers, hosting the Raiders, hosting the Texans, hosting the Colts, hosting the Cardinals, hosting the 49ers, going to Jacksonville, going to Kansas City, going to Vegas, going to LA to play the Chargers, going to LA to play the Rams, going to Tennessee, going to Seattle, going to Baltimore, going to Carolina, and then hosting the Jets. What do you think?
1: Uh, I would say maybe 11-6, and six, roughly. I mean, with that tough of a division, it'll be – I mean, those division games aren't gimmies. So if they could split or get close to splitting some of those, that would be great. And then there's obviously some lower-tier opponent, uh, opponents on there that I think they could get some easy wins off of.
0: I So I, I made a post, so I was doing a little bit of Q&A with the fans. Uh, last week, and they, I, this was actually one of the questions. It was, "How do you think the Broncos are going to fare?" I went ten and seven. I know it might be a little low there, but I, I just went with it. And it it goes back to the the division they're in, right? The AFC West. You know, this first year, this putting this team kind of together. I don't know necessarily how they're going to perform. You know, getting a new guy under center. I certainly think you know they could certainly achieve you know more than my ten and seven record. But I'm going to go ten and seven.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Definitely close to. 11-6.
0: So. Zach, Jared? Yeah. You can go, Zach. Right,
3: well, I'll go. I'll say 12-5. Uh, and five. i say they go 4-2 in the division, take both from Kansas City, lose one to the Chargers, one to the Raiders.
0: What about yeah, your 9-8 no,
3: Jets? Five. I think that's going to be one of the eight losses for the Jets.
2: Okay. Well, I was going to actually agree with Alex. I'd say 11 and six. I have them going three and three in the division. I think they'll split with KC as well or Kansas City. Um, yeah, it's a tough division, like you guys said. So, yeah, I think 11 and seven or 11 and six would be a
0: pretty decent record. Yeah. I mean, all those, you know, potentially all playoff records, you know, I mean, uh, the records you guys said, you know, my 10 seven might be on the fence there a little in the just how it is, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see with that. But we, yeah, we like to point. Poke a little bit of fun because we did this for the Jets, Alex. And Zach yeah. said, Zach said the Jets are going nine and eight. He said, Book it.
1: Wow. So, that's bold.
0: Cool. Yeah. Um, we've had some bold ones. We had Jared say the Colts are going 13 and four. It's not bold. That's just the truth.
3: That's <laughs> so- one is better than the Colts one. <laughs> oh.
0: Zach's so we- a
2: dynasty holder. He's got some bias for the Jets. So.
0: <laughs> we- we've had some interesting ones. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but. Yeah. Yeah, no, this was a lot of fun, Alex. You know, great football yep. mind. Always fun to have you on. Maybe, you know, during the season, we'll bring you back. Maybe we'll see how that goes. But th- this was, you know, a lot of fun. And I mean, with that, anyone have anything else here before we move on to the second half? No, sure. All right. Awesome. So with that, let's now talk some Carolina Panthers football. Episode 16 of Journey to a Million resumes on the podcast. No guests for the second half of the episode, just like last week here. Nobody. We had someone bail on us yet again, and that's okay. We'll cover the Panthers. The Carolina Panthers we'll be talking about here. Colin Ratzak's favorite team is how we describe them here in Wisconsin. But, yeah, let's talk about this past Carolina Panthers season. Zach, I'll go to you as our Panther expert to start this, and I'll start with you. How would you grade the Carolina Panthers their past season here?
3: I mean, I know I was an expert on them, but I would say I'd give them a C. I think they um they got to see some good flashes of players like jace horn um obviously billy uh, billy burns right and, uh, yep. uh, brian burns brian Rope. brian burns had a, a good season that defense is coming around they have the young pieces in place and um offensively started out a decent season i've they got sam darnold who had a few good games and then went back to his jet ways. And then they brought in uh, Cam Newton came back. And with CMC's injury, uh, their offense wasn't, wasn't the greatest. So I'll give him a C and hopefully they can turn things around offensively this year.
0: Yeah, I think that was the story, right? I mean, CMC is injuries. I think that was a big thing here for this Panthers squad. You know, I, I'd probably go you know, around the C range as well. It wasn't really exactly an exciting year, only winning five games. But, again, this team wasn't expected to really do much. Jared, where are you in the grading?
2: Yeah, about around the same. Um, When CMC went down, we had another season of, is it Chuba Hubbard? Chuba Hubbard? Um, Which he had a few good games, but, like, they just don't look the same. Obviously, Sam Darnold and Cam Newton coming back. Just not the MVP self he was. It's just... They did what they could with what they had. I mean, CMC is going going down as the big one, obviously. But yeah, I'd say about let's we'll see.
0: Yeah, we mentioned Darnold. You know, underwhelming numbers: uh, nine touchdowns, thirteen interceptions. It was you know a tough stretch for him near the middle. PJ Walker, you know, being a part of that team is someone Zach and I do enjoy. XFL legend,
3: Houston Roughnecks.
0: Even though I was not a fan of them, I was a Vipers fan. But that's okay.
3: When is the XFL coming back?
0: Uh, 2023, I think
3: So it was coming back. Yeah. I really missed that. You
0: know, it was some good stuff.
3: That's a good squad,
0: but yeah, let's talk now, you know, about the Panthers, they go to the offseason. certainly an interesting situation. You know, you're, you're in this rebuild, but you want to still secure some key pieces. So what they did, they went out, DJ Moore extended him three or 61 million. They go out Dante Jackson, three or 31.5 mil. And then they they actually they went out there and they tried to get a quarterback in Deshaun Watson, you know, quarterback being the weakness of this team, at least one of the one of the big weaknesses here. Go out there and get a guy and they tried to in Watson, but they they didn't get him. You know, he goes to Cleveland, probably better for, you know, Watson himself and I I know the offer we were told was better as or I we don't know if the offer was better, do we? But we know like Contract-wise, it was better for Watson, right? I don't think that
2: they were going to give up five first-round picks like the Browns did. So, I mean, it's it's hard to beat that offer anyways from what the Browns gave them.
3: I mean, the yeah, Texans accepted the Panthers' offer, I'm pretty sure, and Watson just turned it down because of that third- and fourth-year guaranteed. Yeah. And then, obviously, he got that huge uh, full-guaranteed contract from the Browns, which, if I had to guess, I'd say the Panthers weren't offering. But uh, I think Browns are a better situation for him anyways, currently.
0: For sure. I think that's how it is. Um, you know, this defense, as we talk, they, they're they trying to replace some of these guys that, you know, from the, the Keekly days, right? You know, Shaq Thompson, those guys, right? Now Keekly retired, of course. But some of those older guys, you know, that were on that defense, you got to replace them because they're just, you know. Their time has come I they, I know they went out and got Gilmore that was a big story you know last year right when they got him brought him up on the squad uh it's just you think like he'll
3: be coming back I,
0: like don't be I don't know I don't know that's why I bring that up because this defense has gotten older I think they need to replenish some with younger guys I think through the draft perfect way because I you know I don't know about getting maybe they get a quarterback this draft right but I, I certainly see this team, you know, drafting, building up more capital you know, on the defensive side, getting pieces that they could maybe develop into, you know, some of those guys we've seen in years past for this Panthers defense is what I'm saying. So I don't know about the future for Gilmore. What do you think, Zach?
3: I don't think he's coming back to the Panthers. I think the big reason that they went out and got him is because uh, Jay Horton, obviously a rookie, and then he did get injured. But I think they just want some uh, veteran presence um, to kind of, help uh, teach Horn and kind of help mold them into their next top corner, kind of like uh, Josh Norman was back in the day. But, I mean, they do have some young pieces. Obviously, they have Horn, they have um, Burns, they have uh, the D-Tackle. I forget his name now. But they have some young pieces, and obviously they have some old pieces, like you were saying. I think their defense is all right. They just need – they have to figure out the quarterback situation before they can even think they can compete for a Super Bowl.
0: And let's let's talk about, you know, the quarterback situation. Right. I think they're, they're sitting at the sixth overall pick. Do we think, you know, I, I, I talked about them potentially maybe going for a quarterback this draft, maybe getting those other guys on defense. Who knows where they're going? Jared, where do you think they're going?
2: Yeah, uh, I've seen mock drafts saying Malik Willis. So they're going for a quarterback, I would guess. That makes the most sense for them. They've been struggling over the last few years with quarterbacks. And finally, if they do get a solid quarterback, maybe Colin Ratzek can get his first uh, Panthers jersey of a recent player that's currently playing. He has a Keekly, and I think, who else does he have? Peppers.
0: Julius Peppers. Julius
2: Peppers, yeah. So maybe he can get a, a – He has a, a
0: CMC Malik one, Willis. I think. <laughs>
2: I don't think he does. He, he did get one, I think. He, he did. did. Okay. He was, okay. Yeah.
0: I'll I'll check with okay. him to verify, but yeah, Jared brings up a great point. Here. Malik Willis, but is it is it Willis? Is it Pickett? Who do we think's going? I, I think that might be you know one of the toss ups. Obviously, you take whoever you view is best available. You no, know, Matt Corral being the other quarterback. There's there's three guys who are going.
3: Desmond Ryder. That's. Uh, I think he's kind of been. I don't know if he's going to sneak up that
0: much. Like the I don't exact. think
3: he'll go six, but if they maybe trade back to the late teens around 20 ish, they might be able to. But
0: that's because I don't, do we do we think he might even go in? You know, there's a chance that he could fall in the second round, right? I, yeah. I don't I think yeah. a
3: lot of these quarterbacks are kind of, uh, none of them kind of stand out above the rest. I think uh, Malik Willis is probably the top one right now. But depending on the team and depending what, they kind of think of all these players. There's nobody that I think consensus is the top quarterback. So it could kind of go either way.
0: The beauty of this draft is, you know, the quarterbacks, they could go, you know, for example, some people have Malik Willis going as high as two and maybe as low as like in the, in the teens. Right. And, you know, other than Hutchinson being a consensus number one, overall pick, it seems at this point, Jacksonville, but it just seems, you know, other than that, that these quarterbacks, you know, are fluctuating in spots. And with that, it all comes about like value, right? I mean, maybe you could get, if you can get them in the teens, why not trade down, right? I, I know that's something we've brought up in past episodes. That could be something we see from the Panthers potentially trading down, you know, maybe getting more draft capital trading down to maybe like 15, 16, or like Zach get getting Ritter from Cincinnati, getting him there. Or There's options here for the Panthers in that first round and other than, you know, quarterback, what other spots do we think they're going to target here?
2: I mean, I think they might need some more weapons. Obviously getting the uh, DJ Moore back was a big one. He's a very underrated receiver. Um, they don't have many weapons. So, I mean, obviously I don't think I, I would think they'd use a, a quarterback for their first round pick. I mean, even um, what's his name? Uh, where is uh, Matt, no, Matt Coral um for the draft even his like for quarterback you said um even maybe he'll even go up farther than uh, malik willis but i doubt that but in their second rounds i'm looking for maybe receivers um they have their running back position down but we'll see it maybe some defense
3: um yeah i think they definitely do need uh, uh maybe another weapon obviously robbie anderson last year wasn't really what they were expecting when they traded for him Um, He could have a turnaround season. Obviously, with a better quarterback if they do find one. But another weapon, obviously, would never hurt. Obviously, we see the teams like the Rams who have Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson, Cooper Cup, and then you have teams like the Bengals who have three great receivers, too. So a lot of teams are loaning up on weapons. But you can also never have enough uh, O-line. I don't know if that would be a first-round thing for the Panthers just because they have other needs that are – more serious at this point, but um yeah, they definitely have a couple places they could go.
0: I'm wondering, and, uh, sorry, but we talked, you know, Jimmy G, it sounded like, you know, they were working to trade. Like they were, it sounds like at least, you know, San Francisco, He. it sounded like he was going to be gone. Right. And I, I, where, where is he going to end up? Right. I mean, that's my question. And I'm not saying Carolina is the, the team, but you know, I, it seems like a lot of teams have satisfied their quarterback needs you know, except Carolina, I'm just wondering, you know, possibilities. Could this happen? Well, there was an article that
2: said um, Jimmy G might not, I mean, they might keep him. They're not going to, I think they're not going to give him up, just give up a great court or not great, but a good quarterback, just because they already have um, a starter there. So they're probably going to keep hold on to him, maybe even into the season I saw, um, or even through the season, based on how good Trey Lance is, you know, they're going to test him out first. I've seen that article, but I don't, I, just, I don't, like I don't
3: see it just cause how much they gave up for Trey Lance. I don't think you can do the whole, um, kind of on a Rodgers approach or Mahomes approach where you can, I guess Mahomes didn't sit that long, but I don't think you can give up three first round picks for a player and then have them sit for three years. I think it's a one or one year, maybe two years, but also um, we talked about in the 49ers episode with Nacho, uh, this, his cap hit is a lot, especially for a backup quarterback. It's just not something that a team can do if they want to compete. But it's also the injury thing. He did have uh, shoulder surgery after the season. So I think that's a similar thing with Baker. A lot of teams aren't really sure how his health is. And they just don't really feel comfortable giving up what the teams want for Baker and Jimmy right now. So it be interesting to see how those two situations unfold. But if I was a Panthers fan, I would rather have Baker than Jimmy, I think.
0: Well, and it gets tough because uh looking at quarterbacks left, I mean you mentioned it Baker and Jimmy. I mean, those are the two main ones left. And I don't know if those are, you know, options to be that enthused about, right? I, I think uh going through the draft might be the way here, but what what do you think those squads are going to do with those? I mean, I know it's a different team, but it just bring up the question. There, there's quarterbacks available in the trade market. There's quarterbacks available via the draft. And, you know, at the end of the day, it comes up who Carolina thinks is, is going to be the best. And I guess with a little guess here, I'll start with Zach here. Who do you think is going to be under center for the Carolina Panthers this next season?
3: I'm going to go with, I'll go with Baker.
2: My problem with that is just because they're asking for at least a first out of Baker. And a team like the Panthers, who is in a rebuild, isn't going to want to give up that much for a quarterback like yeah, I don't like that. See Obviously, them giving
3: up a first round, especially because yeah. it's number six overall. They don't have a second or third rounder. So I think either they'd have to get creative with something in future draft picks or maybe just give up. I don't know. One of those aging pieces on defense that's maybe a little bit older, but can help the Browns this year and like next year when Browns trying to compete. I could also see Baker just getting released. There's some reports coming out that if the Browns can't find a trade partner getting something for him, they're just gonna release him. He's I think he's on this fifth year option right now. So it's not like they're really giving up a whole lot of value there. So it'll be interesting to see, but I think Baker is just if he gets the free agency i can see him going to carolina.
0: Jared.
2: I mean, i don't i don't see them really going out and uh, trading for one. I i can't see that happening especially with them being through a rebuild right now. So i mean, they might just have to go with, you know, Bridgewater, whoever it may be. I don't they don't i don't see them tra- trading, trading
0: for someone, but it could happen. I I don't know. I'm going to go simple. I'm going to say Sam Darnold. I'll say Sam Darnold starts and I think there's going to be someone watching him. And I'm going to say it's going to be Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh. I'm going to go mm-hmm. double there. You think
3: even if they draft someone, they're not going to start and they're going to keep Sam Darnold out there.
0: Yep. yep. I do. I think for a little bit, at least half season, maybe. I don't see that happening. Especially uh, if well, it's the, especially well, if he's the first quarterback. Reports, drafted. reports are saying Darnold is in the lead right now for the starting QB job. So I think, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I did think, see that, but I, I, I think it could happen. I, and I, you know, cause I, I, who knows, you know, is Kenny Pickett going to be ready right away? You know, day, week one, I don't know if you start. I mean, obviously what you guys are saying, you know, it wouldn't hurt to, right. But are they going to, I don't, I don't think they will. And other than that, you know, they might draft then, you know, if Sam Darnold is the guy in the lead for the job, maybe, maybe they don't draft a quarterback, you know, first round, but I think they do draft a quarterback in this draft. And I think that he's going to, whoever it is, they're going to be sitting back there and be watching a few games of Darnold before they'll step into the game, or maybe they'll come in later in late drives. But I think it'll be like that for the first few games.
2: I I feel as if like, if you draft the quarterback, you're, you're probably going to try to build a team around him. Obviously he's going to be your future. So I would think that if you draft a quarterback, I would think they would start right away. I mean, I don't know if they'd put Sam Darnold in over him after the last few seasons, he hasn't had much success maybe just get Kenny Pickett, if they do go with Pickett, whoever it is, Willis, whatever, get him some experience, at least for a year, get some experience under his belt, get some games, you know, and then develop from there.
3: I mean, it is a strategy a lot of teams use of seeing that quarterback. Um, so you saw the Packers did it with Rodgers. They're going to do it again with Love. Obviously that kind of fell apart, but Mahomes had a year. Trey Lance is sitting over in San Francisco. So you see it a lot, but I think – the common thing with a lot of those teams is the quarterback that they have currently. Yeah. It's just, they can compete with the quarterback they have. mm -hmm. I just, I don't see the Panthers competing with Sam Darnold.
0: And look, we'll we'll have have to wait and see, but I, I just, you know, let's see what happens. I think that's how to put that. And we'll talk now about the schedule for the upcoming year. You know, who will we see? And here are the teams that the Panthers will see. So, uh, they're going to go to Atlanta, going to Baltimore, hosting Atlanta, hosting New Orleans, hosting Tampa Bay, hosting Arizona, hosting San Francisco, hosting Cleveland, hosting Pittsburgh, going to Cincinnati, going to LA to play the Rams, going to New Orleans to play the Saints, going to Tampa, going to Seattle, hosting Denver, hosting Detroit, and then going to New York to play the Giants. So I think, is it my turn to start? I think it is. So, um, Looking through the schedule, you know, kind of tough. We don't know how the squad's going to look to start the year. Of course, um, I'm going to go. I'll give him. I'll go six and eleven.
2: Generous, very generous, very
0: generous, and I'm going six and eleven nicely because I'm gonna. I'm hoping McCaffrey's going to be healthy. That's the whole
2: question, I think. If McCaffrey's healthy, maybe he'll get him a few games. But just going off a of recent recent uh, years, I'm probably gonna go with four and 13 opposite of the Colts
3: um yeah I don't like this team but obviously NFC is not that great division is okay I think they go probably I'll give them two and four in the division I think they take both from Atlanta
0: that's what I'm seeing overall
2: I'm gonna go five and twelve I had them splitting Atlanta and I said they'd take one from the Saints
0: and I, I think this team could upset, you know, I mean, any team in the NFL can upset a team any given week. I think, I, I don't know, I, you know, they could beat Detroit, right? They could beat, yeah. you know, the Giants. There's Seahawks right now. You know, they they could win some of those games. But we'll wait and see. And we got those stats now written down. And I guess with that, you guys have anything else here? Colin Ratzak needs to get a jersey pretty soon. I think so, too. He's going to have to get one of whoever they draft.
3: Baker Mayfield. Uh, Baker Mayfield Panthers Jersey. Baker Mayfield.
0: No. He okay. Look, he will
2: look good in blue.
0: But with that, he would. He would. you know, to wrap up here, this this wraps up episode 16. And then next, next Monday, Jordan drew the sports group. Jordan Lorenz is on vacation yet again. So episode 56 will feature myself and a guest. We'll be talking about some baseball. We'll be doing our MLB season preview. You'll get to see who the guest is on Monday's episode. So wait and see for that. But Yeah. Thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Jordan and Drew, the sports crew, the perfect podcast for you.